You want some more of this bitch? Welcome to the Three Kings Podcast, where everyday blokes act like kings. I'm just a regular, everyday, normal motherfucker. I told you in the first song, I'll tell you in another. I'm just a regular, everyday, normal motherfucker. Hey guys, I'm Nick, and sitting across the table from me is Madge. What's happening, Madge? Not much. Fucking bit of a break in between podcasts. I haven't done one for a bit, so pretty pumped to do do one after a little break. No more gastro? Nah, no more gastro here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were supposed to do the, the OnlyFans podcast and then Matt just called me up and said he had gastro and he's got stuff coming out both ends and unfortunately we couldn't do it, so we had a little bit of a break, try to organise everything back up again. Yeah, didn't want to give the chicks squirty bum, bro. <laughs> What have you been doing over your break? Been almost a month now. Oh, not too much. Uh, I think I went down south since last time we done a podcast down where I'm from, down past Sydney. And that was good. Caught up there. I done a bit of riding. Um, played a bit of golf. Drank a shitload of beers. Um, yeah, and other than that, not too much. Been pissing down here for the last fucking week. We've got hectic floods at the moment. Didn't really go to work today because it was too wet, so um, can't wait for this rain to fuck off. Yeah, well, that's why Dilly can't join us. He messaged him last night and was like, uh, do you need me to send a boat or a helicopter to come pick you up? Because he's pretty much surrounded. He can't yeah. get out from his house. Like yeah. he, He's taken the long haul, he's kicked back, opened a couple of cc's, and he was messaging me the other night saying he's cracked like 10 cc's and just you know, waited out. Yeah, that's um, where I used to live at my mum and dad's there. Live on a river and when it floods you get stuck out there and um, even when I didn't live at home, like after I moved out, I used to go out there on purpose when it was raining heaps because I wanted to get stuck out there so I didn't <laughs> have to go to work. <laughs> and I got like a few mates that live out there, same thing, we'll just get a case of beer or two cases of beer and sit out there and fucking get stuck on purpose. Anything to not go to work, eh? 100% bro. Well, Andy... Andy posted a thing up saying garage is closed. Yeah, I've seen that. And I was like, I can't even, like, you can't even use the weather as an excuse because you've still got two weeks maternity leave off. So yeah. I was like, you can't even use that as an excuse not to go to work. So yeah. he's like, he's like, eh. Yeah, but he's got old mate that works for him. He's like, you can have a day off, mate. <laughs> I think a lot of businesses didn't open today. Yeah, well, it's, I don't know, before these fucking stupid laws, you know, people could probably sue you or something if they get have a crash driving on the road to yeah. work or something you, you don't know and yeah it's not worth fucking crashing or having an injury just to go to work for someone for a day like everyone understands that um this weather's like a once in a freaking 30 year thing so i'm sure everyone all the bosses can have a little bit of leeway on a day or week like this yeah well um my pool filled up, like, it's not completed yet, and it, like, pretty much filled up halfway. I've been pumping it out since, like, 7 o'clock this morning. Yeah. It's still pumping. It's not, like, looks like it hasn't even dropped yet. Yeah, we got so much rain. I don't know if any of you listeners follow up, um, Jake Moss, but if you looked on his story, he was riding a jet ski where his moto track is. Like, that's how much rain we've had, and I think he had to evacuate his joint last night at, like, 6 o'clock cause, oh, like, via jet ski because he was... He was stuck. He couldn't get out. Yeah, but it's not like he lives in like a um, like a remote area. He lives close to the city. Yeah, he's like probably 15, 20 minutes north of the city. And um, 
Yeah, it was just a it's a once in a 30, 50 year flood, bro. It's hectic. Yeah. I like I, I messaged Andy on I think it was the Saturday. I'm like, I am that bored because I've had three days off. Like yeah. I can't do anything. Just have to stay at home because like can't do anything. And I've had three days off. I'm like, I am that bored because you can't uh, well, normally if it you don't go to work, you go play golf or you go yeah. riding or do something. But sitting at home there's only so many times you can rub one out before you get bored. And you're like, hundred <laughs> percent, bro. And all the shops are shut. Like, um, Rubina Town Centre shops were shut because like the fucking car parks underwater. Probably same thing. A lot of the workers that work at the shops can't get to work. But so you can't even go to the shops and waste money. Like you can't do nothing at the moment. No, nah, I bought. Um, go the, you can go to the bottle and buy beers instead of that. That's about yeah. It. That's pretty much. Oh, I'll stocks up anyway because I knew. Like Christmas, you stock up before Christmas because on Christmas Day you run out and you're like, oh, I need more. So I stocked up before. Yeah, well, I went to like Woolies on Sunday, bro, and fuck, I reckon every man in Queensland was at the shop, so <laughs> it was hectic. But um, on Friday, I reckon the Pro Circuit PC curse has transferred over to me. Eh? I had one of like. I had to look at the date to make sure it wasn't like the 13th or the 6th or something because <laughs> I don't know what was going on, but it literally was the worst day. Like, I hadn't even done anything bad lately or anything. Like, I'm run over a bird, killed a cat, nothing. And it just it just was not a good day. Like, it started off good because I brought up on the show that I was been waiting for this Malcolm Stewart jersey yeah. for ages. And... Apparently it was lost and the guy that sent it to me is like, hey, it's been lost, they can't find it. You need to send me an email detailing everything. So I was like, all right, sweet. So Friday morning, wake up, start writing the emails. Like, all right, I'll go into the tracking to go find it. And it says it's been delivered at 5.25 a.m. I was like, oh, that's strange. So I messaged him. I was like, oh, does it show it's been delivered on your end? He's like, yep. So I go there and it's been delivered. I got it. So I'm stoked about that. So then I come home and sweet. So I've been, I bought Andy's old car off him, cracked front rim on it. Mm. So I went to go get it fixed, and then like I was like, oh, while you're getting it fixed, I'm like, can you spray all the rims black? And he's like, yeah, no worries, it's gonna be seventeen hundred bucks to spray all of them and fix it. And I was like, what's the point of that? Like I might as well just get Game a whole new set of rims. Yeah. Like it's not like they're special rims or anything. Yeah. They're like so I was like, oh, fuck it, I'll just go get some new rims. So I went and ordered rims. Um, from Aussie Tires, and they said it would come in three days, which was pretty good. Like yeah. It came up in three days, and then got jacks at Harbour Town to get some tyres and fit them on. So I went to Harbour Town, and they're like, oh, it'll be a couple of hours. So I was like, sweet, I'll go to Harbour Town. So I went to Nike, bought some cheap shoes, got a bag and stuff, um, got some cigars. I don't know why, because I don't even smoke them, but got some cigars. Call me up, and they're like, hey, these rims are touching the front suspension. Like, literally, like, we can't tie them all the way up. They're already touching. So, I was like, all right, sweet. So, what do we do? He's like, you have to choose different rims. I was like, but they said it would fit the cars. He's like, yeah, you have to choose different rims. Yeah. So, I was like, fuck's sake. So, ordered other rims and they're supposed to come in last Friday. They still hadn't come in. It's been two weeks now. So, they come in today and I get a phone call from them again. This is... Like, I've had the worst experience with Aussie tyres, yeah. right? It's not even like I've gone cheap rims. Like, the rims are actually costing me more than what I sh- should have done with get the rim fixed and all of them painted. Like, it would have been done if I just did that. Yeah. 
And I got them and apparently they're damaged. Like they've been shipped from another store with a note inside the box saying, hey, these rims are damaged with marks with a white paint marker where they've been damaged. So they've literally just taken them back from one store and given them to another store. And so now it's been two weeks and I still don't have, like I, I can't use the car because the, the rim's cracked. Literally yeah, right. cannot drive the car. So it's been sitting in the driveway for two weeks. So that was my Friday to start off with it. Then we go to get the bank account made for Three Kings. And when you register a business name, you have to do it to an individual. So I didn't realise when you register to an individual, it doesn't automatically, if you open up a company with as an individual, you can't just transfer it over to that company. So I called the accountant up and she's like, you need an asset key. I was like, yep, sweet. They emailed me. So I go and log on my emails. Asset key expired. It only lasts 30 days. Yeah, right. So then I have to go. Then she goes, oh, I'll send you a new link. So about half an hour later, I get a new link and she's like, oh, just be aware that there's like another four links coming because we have to reach it. So long story short, we got everything changed over. So that wasn't too bad. Then I thought, oh, all right, sweet, the day's over. Got some KFC, went home, had a nap because Sinead was going to get her hair done and her nails done because she was having her hens on Saturday. Yeah. And she goes, oh, I'm just going to go to Woolworths quickly and get some stuff for the hens, like get nibblies and stuff for like grazing board. I was like, all right, sweet. So I'm laying on the couch, I fell asleep, and I get a phone call at 6.30. It's like a 5-5 number. I don't know about you, but I've been getting a heap of Melbourne people calling me, Philippines, London, yeah. like all these random, and like 6.30, who's calling me at 6.30? All businesses are shut. Yeah. So I was like so close to not answering it. I was like, I'll just answer it. And some Indian bloke is on the phone. I was like, oh, here we go. So I was like, oh, I'll just give him a chance. And he reckons he was from Hope Island Bullies. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, go on, like thinking he's going to try and sell me something. And he's like, oh, I've got someone here that wants to speak to you on the phone. I was like, okay, who is it? He goes, uh, what's your name? And I hear Shane in the background, he's like, Shade. I was like, yeah, yeah, put her on. It's like, what are you doing? Why are you calling me? And she's like, don't get mad. I'm like, what have you done? And she's like, I was packing all the groceries into the boot and I've closed the boot with my keys, my phone and my wallet in the boot. <laughs> That's so good. I was like, are you serious? I was like, how did you remember my, my mobile number? She's like, oh, I don't know, I just did. Can you, do you, rem, do you know Lauren's number? Nah, I know my own number, that's about it. Do you know anyone else's number? Nah, not really. What would you do then? Fucking walk home. Yeah, I don't know, and like I know my mum and dad's number. Yeah. Because they've had their numbers since I've been like 10. Yeah, I'd probably catch a taxi home to get you probably. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so, okay. She goes, can you bring the spare keys down? I was like, yep, no worries. So we've got a drawer in mm. the house where all our spare keys are. Can't find a spare key. So I'm tearing the house apart, cannot find a spare key anywhere. This time it's about 7.30 at night. So I ro- roll up and go, I was like, I'll just go pick her up and we'll deal with it in the morning. And then Sinead's like, oh, well, but i got all the food in there and I'm leaving early tomorrow morning. Like, I need to get my car home. Like, yeah. I'm, oh. <laughs> I look at the time, it's 7.30. I'm like thinking, fuck, if I get a locksmith out here, it's going to cost me a week's wage. 100%, right? yeah. So I was like, she's, 
and she's like freaking out because, but it's not at the end of the world. Like she's crying, she's yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. being all emotional. I was like, fuck, I'll just won't be tight, even yeah. though it's not being tight because it's cost me like a million dollars. Yeah. So I called Terry's locksmith, nicest bloke ever. He's like, yep. He's like, I was like, oh, my wife locks her keys in the car. He's like, I'm guessing the boot. I'm like, yeah. He goes, yeah, yeah we get it all the time. So he's like, oh, I can come out now. I'm leaving Varsity. I was like, oh, legend. He goes, I'll be there soon. I was like, sweet. Yeah. Get there. Takes him literally two minutes, right? Yeah. How much reckon he charged me? Fuck, at least three, four, five hundred, something like that. 230 bucks. Yeah, right. I, I was stoked. I, I was thinking, yep, here's 500 bucks at least. Yeah. Being after hours, minimum charge, like just rack up. Like, yeah. If someone called me at 6.30 or 7 o'clock to come and do... A job, it'd be at least three hundred and fifty bucks if I wasn't to even get out of my house. Yeah. So I'll say I'll, I'll do it tomorrow morning. Yeah, it wouldn't be getting done if it was me. No, you know what I mean. So I was like, sweet, two hundred thirty bucks is not too bad. Yeah, but then he goes, oh, I just need to take a photo of your license. I was like, what for? He goes, well, how do I know this is your car? I was like, because I told you we locked the keys in it. And he goes, yeah, but I had an instance where a guy saw the people lock the keys in the car. Those people left and he called us to come and get unlock yeah, right. the boot. I was like, who the fuck does that? Fuck, that's pretty good. I want to fucking do that. <laughs> I was like, I'd never ever thought that someone would actually be that. You can't steal cars back these days either because like, what are you going to do with it? Use it as a fucking rally bash. I'm like, you can't never rego it or nothing. Nah. But I was like, why would you even, like, that's how fucked up this world is. But yeah, that was pretty much my nice. Friday that I thought was Friday definitely had to be Friday the 13th. Like it just... Everything is snowball day. Yeah. And I thought I thought it was going to be a good day. Malcolm Stewart jersey turned up after four months. But no, nah, it just went downhill real quick. Perfect. Good start <laughs> to the weekend. Pretty much. And then Saturday and Sunday, the arse fell out of the sky and it was just pelting down and just did not stop, just not let off. Yeah, it didn't stop till today. It was today, Monday. Yeah. And even today, it looks like it's in the rain now. Like, when you look out there, it looks like it's... Yeah, it rained rain till about fucking 9 o'clock or something, 9.30 this morning. Oh, we didn't get anything. Didn't we? No. Yeah, it was raining. Raining until about then at mine, and, yeah, it's been kind of sprinkling all day, but nothing heavy. Yeah. But, um, do you want to talk about the Nara Speedway? Oh, yeah, um... Yeah, that was another good thing. I kind of spewing it was the weekend after I got home from being down there, but um, I'm not exactly sure who put it on and who was running it, but I did see Kevy Williams was there. Um, but, yeah, there was a, I think they called it the Australian Motocross Invitational or something, and, yeah, by the sounds of it, you needed to be invited to do it, and it was in, in the middle of our speedway track. At now and um, you know they done probably a quarter or half of the speedway track as well as like a little bit of a stadium cross section and um, a few other flat turns. But is the speedway pretty big? Yeah, it's like a proper speedway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. They had a massive turnout there, like crowd wise. It was a sellout. Like there was over ten thousand people. Like there was monster trucks and rides yep. and shit like that there as well. But did you ever do the Brisbane? Um, like Ecker Stadium Cross? Nah. Oh, that's pretty much sim- pretty much similar to what they used to do back then. Yeah, and it was like a two-day thing. They had on Sunday, they had – on Saturday, they had 
the pros, like the 250s and 450s. Um, a good format. They were just five rider races and they had, fuck, like a million heats. Yep. And the winners, you had to, I don't know, get a certain amount of points or something to qualify for the main at the end of the night, which had five riders. And, yeah, there was two classes, 250, 450. So I think there was like... 12 heats all up. Yeah. And then... So, the, the so what, five people in each heat? Five people in each heat. Um, but, yeah, you had to win or get a certain... I'm not quite sure exactly how it worked. But they done shitloads of riding. Like, there are only probably five lap races. Yeah. But, yeah, they done... Everyone done at least three or four each. And then if you're in the LCQ, there's another one. And then the mains. So, like, you got shitloads of riding, and, yeah, it was a sellout. There was 10,000 people there. They had monster trucks. Um, good racing. Like, they had all the top guys there. Because there was a 20 grand prize pool up for grabs. Shit. So, obviously, that's not 20 grand for first. It's 20 yeah. grand all up for all the classes. So, yeah. um, What, one to three or? Yeah, one to three. So, in the 250s, I think it went Nathan Crawford got first, Dylan Wills third. And I mean second, and I'm not quite sure who got third. Maybe Blake Fox. Yep. And then in the four fifties, like same thing, Packfield. They had all the CDR, uh, CDR boys there. They had the Gas Gas team there, like Hayden Melross. Um, Matt Moss was there. Stokes he came out of retirement to do it. Um, he just recently bought himself a a four fifty Gas Gas. Um, it was his. I rode with him when I went down the week before. That was his first ride in it. So this would have been probably his third ride in eight months, I think he said to me. Yeah. Um, he ended up getting third, so he beat like a few of the few of the top dogs. Beat Melrose, beat um, beat Cloudy, like the last year's champ. Um, Crawford, and that was doing two classes, so yeah. he beat them. Um, so that was pretty cool to see, and it's his home hometown too, obviously. So it was pretty good. Everyone was fucking loving it. The some of the sponsors from it. Um, Got Stikes into it. Kind yeah, of nice. last, he only decided to do it last second. And yeah, he got third one, fucking 1,500 <laughs> bucks and probably got on the piss. I was speaking to him this other, actually, and he's like, fuck, don't anything I wish I'd done, bro. I smashed a VB longing on the podium. He's like, that would have topped the night, but I couldn't find one. Is he doing any other races this year? Well, he was actually just talking to me, and he's like, that was so sick and so fun. And I don't know whether it was just because I haven't rode in ages, but... He's like, I wouldn't mind doing a few more things like that, like just one-off races. Yeah. And everyone else, like even though the track was pretty average, not going to lie, like it only had, you know, kind of three or four jumps um, and then some speedway sections. Like it was nothing hectic, like anyone yeah. could have really rode it. But um, it made for some tight racing because, yeah, they're only five lap, I think they were five lap, five rider races. So, yeah, yeah Stoxy was getting pretty much every hole shot, bro. He won a few and... Um, yeah, ended up getting third in the main, so... Didn't you say there was a fairly big jump over the creek that if you didn't make it... Oh, it wasn't big, but, yeah, if you didn't make it, <laughs> it was, like, a real long and low kind of yep. thing and you weren't getting much pop of it. And, yeah, a lot of people were casing it. But, yeah, if you didn't make it, bro, you are in the fucking creek. <laughs> so it was good to see something like that. And then on the Sunday, I think that the juniors and a bit of a freestyle, um, you know, demo and a demolition derby, like Robbie Madison and shit was there and... Um, few other local freestylers so yeah it was good for the town and good for the sport and yeah something different um 
whoever was running it, as I said, I'm not quite sure who was running it, but fuck, they would have made a killing, bro. Yeah. Like both days, there was like five to ten thousand people, forty bucks a ticket. But there's not not much on at the moment. Like no, nah, well, that's the thing, and everyone's kind of wanting to get some gate time, you know. Like I know there are only five lap races, but everyone there was racing the best of the best. Like you had all the top dog. 250 riders and the top dog 450 riders, like bar a few, but bar kind of Gibbsy and yep. to- and Toddy. But other than that, pretty much everyone was there. So, you know, Matt's been kind of gallivanting around the country doing all these kind of arena crosses, stadium crosses, um, just trying to get that gate time because, yeah, he went in a bit unprepared last year or the year before whenever he come back. And he'll be the first to tell you that. So, um, yeah, hopefully this helps them all. But like, gate time's never a bad thing, bro. You can never have too much of it. So No, but in saying that, there's even not motocross related, there's literally nothing happening at the moment. Like, nah, yeah, I know. So, yeah, it'd be a good, good time. But in saying that, we, we got Andy from Rice Championship coming on Sunday to yeah. speak about what's going on. He's got his fight championship coming up on the 19th of March. We, we actually sponsored a, a table and... We'd, we're going that. We went to his first one and it was unreal. So he's going to be on Sunday to come and speak to us about that. Yeah, that should be good. That's always a good event. Um, anyone that hasn't seen it, if you follow Rise Championship on um, Insta, you'll see um, they got a massive new location, big kind of amphitheatre set up. Yeah, um, big, la- big gladiator style. Yeah, last time it was in a kind of sports complex. It was real good. Like, it was still sick and they sold, like, you know, a shitload of tickets, but... This is more of like a gonna gonna have a USC kind yeah. of feel to it. Like everyone's gonna be up on an angle looking down. And I think there's still tickets available. I think they start. What do they start at? Um, I think they I'm not st- quite sure, but they're fairly decently priced. Like when he sent the the package over to us, and I was like, "Yeah, that's like, actually not bad." What what the pricing is because we we got a table and it comes with drinks and food and everything because we got a group of mates coming with us. But like I always say, I'm not that much into fighting, but when he sent what the pretty much what this layout was going to be, pretty much in big gladiator style, I thought that's pretty pretty cool to see. So, and the fighting was actually really good in this first one. So, yeah, well, um, I'm just reading now that I think there's 900 tickets, but like there's all different kind of grades, but the tickets start at $30. So, um, you know, it's affordable for everyone to go and. Um, there's a few kind of world, I think, either world or Australian champions fighting on the... Well, I think he said he's got a national national fight and a state um, fight. Yeah, and it's all sanctioned. And yeah. um, last time they had John Wayne Parr and um, who was the other lad? Some other lad, um, a former world champion commentating, so... Yeah, but it's at the pretty much at the Sleeman Sports Complex in um, Capella Bar or Chandler there, so yeah. it's a well-known venue, so... It's definitely going to be a good night. I'm pretty excited to go and watch that one. Yeah, it should be good. Um, but, yeah, we'll get him on here on Sunday to talk more about it. And, yeah, if any of you are interested, um, get on the Rise Championship Instagram and they have all the links for tickets if you want to um, go along and watch it. Yeah, because um, I think he's even going to give two tickets away. So listen yeah, out sweet. for that. I think he's giving two tickets away on on Sunday's show. So, or you'll be announcing that he's giving tickets away. Yeah. Not quite and sure. It's on an, on um Saturday, March the 19th. So just over 
three weeks, I think, till it's on. So yeah, it should be good. Yeah, it's come up real quick. Like yeah. when he told me in January it was happening, I was like, oh, that's ages away. And it's just, I don't know about you, but you know when your parents always used to say, oh, when you grow up, time will just go so fast. I did not believe that. Yeah. Literally, it. Yeah, well, you I blink your eye and a month's gone. Yeah, well, I remember thinking, um, fuck, Christmas is age away. Christmas has been and we're already in the fucking third month tomorrow. So. Yeah. And I'm turning 30 this year too. Yeah. So I just keep on, it's coming real quick. So I'm not not too stoked on that. And so and that's kind of creeping up. Yeah, well, um, may as well get into some racing, eh? Yeah. From um, the weekend. What do you think about it? Yeah, fucking, I really love the um, Triple Crowns, eh? They're good straight to the point, straight into the action. Don't have to watch the heats. Um, and it, like, there's always drama, bro, because, you know, three. Three starts with all the big dogs always leads to you know more carnage, carnage and just battles and it's it's just they just always something sick happens in them and this this weekend was no exception there was sick riding in both the classes and a lot of drama in well there wasn't so much drama in the four fifties but in the two fifties yeah there was you know I seen I think that show pony films on um Insty put up a bit of a compilation with like an old school. Crusty kind of soundtrack to it of everyone <laughs> crashing them, bro. There was like 50 crashes, eh? But for me, that track looked really grippy, but they were saying it was really slippery. It looked like it, you could literally hold it on anywhere you wanted, but they were saying it was super slippery. Yeah, well, I was um, just speaking to someone about it this afternoon and apparently a lot of the riders were tucking front just everywhere and, yeah, like sliding out during um, press day. Yep. And because um, it is, it's deceiving. They even said, like, sometimes the grip was there and, you know, like it just looked like chocolate cake to yeah. them. And then when they went to, you know, put the throttle down, it just wasn't there. Or it wasn't there all the time. Sometimes it would be and sometimes it Do you reckon it was because it was, like, compacted in and then because they were spreading it, it's nice and chocolate cake on top and as soon as they hit that hard base, it's see you later. Yeah, maybe. And, you know, a lot of these guys now all train in – Florida, yeah. So the dirt's prime time, and it kind of looked a little bit like that dirt. So they probably thought it was going to be grippy, like what they ride on, and then you know when they go to fucking put the power down, the grip's not there. In the nicest way possible. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm probably one of like in our group of friends. I'm probably the worst rider, so probably not the best person to speak about it. But I think the heat races are pointless because. The top guy, like it's literally the heat race is only for a gate pick, really, because yeah. the top the top guys that are actually fighting for a championship are always making it a heat unless someone takes them out. You know yeah. what I mean? So they're just fighting for a gate pick. Yeah, well, it's like obviously there's some bad luck and people can crash and you know people like Bill Pato have not made a main before when they're been winning the championship. So there is that factor of you know anything can happen in it. So you know you got to be on your game all the time. But yeah, that's one thing I do like about the triple crown, yeah. uh, triple crown format is that it goes off your qualifying time to get into it. There's no racing yep, before race like the that, night yeah. starts, which is, you know, always good. Like less chance of getting injured if you're not battling with someone before getting into the main. But I like what you said. Is it's because all three races count, mm. and like we brought this up previously, um, but if someone's gonna win. If they've won the first two and they know they're guaranteed 
the win, like if they finish top three or whatever to win the overall. And they just cruise, like Monster Cup we were talking about. Yeah. If they made it, uh, if you clean sweep all three triple crowns, like get one, 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 instead of getting 26 points, everyone still gets the same points, but you get 28 points. You get an extra two points yeah. for clean sweeping it. That would. Well, like they got that triple crown, like in a championship within itself. Yeah. I think you get 100 grand if you win that. So there's three triple crowns all year. Yeah. So if, you're, if you win that, Overall, from the points just from the triple grant, you win a hundred. But that would be four fifty only, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think so. Because the yeah. two, there's they obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they have one or two on each side. But you know what I mean, like it'd be. But they're good too because, like, you can have a shocker and still get a good result. Like, yeah. Um, say for instance, Jet has that massive fucking crash with Faulkner, and I don't even know what he got in that race. Probably ten for something. Yeah. But he still manages a third. Third overall, you know? yeah. Like if you crash like that in a normal twenty lap main, and especially that late, yeah, in the and race, getting tenth, yeah, and you get tenth, bro, and yeah. then you lose, you know, a shitload of points, fucking ten, <laughs> twenty points. Who knows? Yeah, I can't. I think Faulkner is a baby and a winger, like from previous years, but I kind of felt bad for him. With yeah, that crash, like I know it wasn't Jet's fault because he, you could clearly see he hit the tough block and shot over. Like, no one, unless you're Marvin Muskin, wants to jump across in front of people. Like, doesn't matter how shit or good you are, you don't ever want to do that because one, you either you know, hurt yourself, yeah. or two, you hurt both of yourselves. Like, it's it's not a good outcome for either of the people. Yeah, no one purposely does it bar say fucking freezy, but <laughs> um, yeah, it's just so much risk. To both of you, and it's not just about taking someone's line away. Like, you can get fucking seriously hurt, bro, if, if something goes wrong. And, yeah, that was an accident, but them two have got a little bit of beef, like, in the past, um, Jet and Faulkner. But Faulkner's kind of just been not worrying so much about flexing this year, and he's just been trying to be consistent. Yeah. Put in nice results. He even kind of let Jet pass a little bit. Like, he's not trying to... Be old Faulkner. Yeah, and not trying to be like Barsha and just smash everyone and think he's the best. He's just trying to do his best and finish races. And that's that's what he said because he hasn't finished a year. Yeah, he hasn't done a full supercross. Since he's yeah. turned pro. Like, yeah. hasn't finished a full year. So that was his goal this year. And then he was doing everything right. And then, you know, a bit of bad luck happens. Well, finger, fingers crossed he hasn't broken his collarbone and it's just well, even bruised. Even with a broken collarbone, bro, they can freaking ride so quick now. Yeah, but it's, it will put him out the championship with a broken collarbone. I mean, yeah. they, like, well, like I said, no disrespect to other riders. What did, what did Faulkner get overall? Because he still would have got half decent overall. Yeah. Um, that's what like another good thing about the triple crown. Yeah, because he, he did – well, going leading into that, he um, – They were all tight. They are all tight. That's, yeah. what, that's what I thought was real sick. So it was pretty much win and takes all for the triple crown. So – and congratulations to McAdoo. I like McAdoo because I liked him when he was on Motor Concepts, but that's sick that he won won his first um, – well, not his first, but his first triple ground. But it's cool that he's winning more races because I, I like him. And yeah. I don't think many people would have had him on the radar. Like, he would have been there, but realistically it's Jeremy Martin, Faulkner or Jetson. Nah. No way, bro. It's McAdoo's would be – I would have thought Jet and McAdoo and Faulkner. I, I don't even rate 
um, Martin at all at Supercross. Like, he'll probably come out and fucking win Daytona, but that's about <laughs> it. Next week, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I don't know, I reckon he, he, he did, like, he, it was unfortunate that he went down in the first race with um, Jet, gassing it so fast around that corner. But other than that, he, I reckon he did pretty well in... Like, yeah, but, yeah, he's he's obviously still, you know, like a top rider, but that's just his, you know, race IQ that is there, not his supercross ability. Yeah. He's, like, he's never... Like, how many fucking races has Jeremy Martin won? It'd be less than five. Yeah, I know. But I'm just a mad Jeremy Martin fan, so... Yeah. But nah, the, the favourites would be... Them three who were tied going into the last the last round, for sure. I kind of made a fool of myself. I told Chelsea and Andy that I thought Jordan Smith would possibly win a race. But after seeing his racing at Arlington, mm. I feel like an idiot right now. Nah, but he rode awesome last week. And he, um, like he went terrible on pro circuits, one of the best teams, so... You can't expect him to go too good on this. It's not a privateer outfit, but it's, you know, like a satellite team. It's Konsky's team. Yeah. So, um... But he, he like, that's like Hamshire. Hamshire is amazingly oh. fast, and he just but throws it away. That's, that's what happens. Like, Hamshire crashes. Even, like, he can crash three times and, like, still win it, especially at a motocross. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever seen him not crash in a race or a weekend, whether it's... A little crash or a big crash or in a heat <laughs> or in qualifying or practice. But He's he down. has a crash every weekend. But that's what happens when, you know, when you have two or three years of this happening every year. It just keeps happening. That's yeah. like Faulkner. Yeah, well, same thing. Like Cincerello when he was on a 250. Yeah, well, Faulkner ended up coming seventh. You went one four nineteen. Yeah. Like, see, that's what I mean. That's one good thing about the triple crown is that you can crash yeah, out and still get a good... But in saying that, if he, if it was technically um, the main event, he would have come first because he won the first triple crown. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, for him, it's unfortunate because he went one four nineteen. So, where Jetson went four one ten and still came third overall. So, Jetson, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's why there's... And, like, even Jeremy Martin did good. He went nine two three with a second overall. Yeah. So, that's probably good for them, but, like, for... Poor Faulkner, he yeah. won the first one. <laughs> That's why there's so many crashes, but because it's three times the risk, bro. Like, you're fucking starting three times against the best dudes in the world. Yeah. And everyone's trying to win that race. Yeah. But did you see that? <laughs> Going back to the Faulkner crash, he literally... Um, got some music playing. He literally let Jetson pass and then... Jetson was wild in the whoops, passing him about it, and then hit the tough block and cut across. Like, he was... I felt like he was pushing way too hard this weekend. Like, went down in the first race, went down in the second race, went down in the third race. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Like, he's kind of like Craig in regards to his speed, Faulkner. I mean, yeah, because... You can clearly see he's the fastest by a country more. But he, um, yeah, he's kind of showing his age a little bit, you know, when he's trying to come through the park. And, but that happens when you put yourself in them shitty situations, like, yeah. you know, crashing off the start or, you know, 
fucking getting a shit start, then you're dealing with, you know, more traffic and these things happen. Yeah. Where Christian Craig has pretty much got out front every race within the first, you know, two or three laps and that one race where he did crash and was in dead last, like, his side is a bit more... He's composed. He's composed even though he's going fast. He's still composed on how he's riding past people and he, he just knows what he's doing. Like, he's in control. He's not letting loose. Yeah. Where... But, yeah, but the way Jet rides is... That's why he's a fan favourite. Everyone yeah. freaking loves it. And that's one thing you, you are struggling to see at the moment is people leaving it all out there. But it's risk versus reward. Like a lot of people over the last few years have done that and then crashed out where he's been pretty lucky where he hasn't had two bigger crashes. Um, like, But you see people like, yeah, Faulkner, you could see he's not as aggressive as he was the last two or three years. Yeah. Just because of the, all the years where he's got hurt. I don't know about you, but I reckon the first race of the Triple Crown was the best racing. Yeah, in both classes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I messaged you after the first race of both 250 and 450, and I was like, are you watching this? I'm like, this has to be the best racing of the year so far. Yeah, it was um, yeah, it was sick and... Um, you know, like even someone like Nicoletti, he had a real good night going b- and crashed out in the last one. Yeah. He's still got like a top ten. He got ninth, so. I thought Pierce Brown would do better. He got a second in the last one. Yeah, but look at the other two. He's got a 15th and a 19th. Yeah. Like I didn't see if he crashed or what the go is. Like I don't know. That, like he's never really shown consistently that he should be up there. Um, obviously won a heat or something last week, pretty convincingly. So you thought, "Fuck yeah, he, this might be his year." Yeah. But yeah, it's just it's just not like it. He hasn't been up the front enough to think that he belongs there. You know. Yeah. Kyle Peters did pretty good. Yeah, he's always solid. I actually thought he'd be doing a bit better. One rider I thought would be doing heaps better is um. Cody Shaw. Yeah, because he did do pretty well last year. Bro, last year in the 450s, he was getting freaking top 10s in the motocross. Yeah. He didn't do too well this year. Well, he got 20th, 21, 21. Like, yeah. Even in the first round, he only just qualified. Well, he came dead last in the last year, unless he crashed in the first one. Because Levi Kitchen crashed out and didn't yeah. start the second and third one. Yeah, true, yeah. So... Same with Jared Fry. I thought he would be doing a bit better. Yeah. Like all these guys that come out of rookie onto a factory or fairly good team and then... That, ju- that just shows you what happens if you just get accident... or well not even accidentally. If you just get bad luck and get dropped from that elite system, you know, like riders like Carson Mumford or, you know, Derek Drake, um, Jared Fry... You know, a lot of these riders, they were all child pro- child prodigies on the best team, straight into the factory rank, straight onto the best teams. And they didn't really get the biggest or best shot. Yep. And, um, you know, that's how this sport is. It's a cutthroat sport. But, like, Derek Drake was a like a bullshit amateur. Yeah. 
on Troy Zorns and then dropped. Carson Mumford got fucking jib because he was on Geico. Yeah. They folded after like six months of him being on there. Um, he was a Carlson Mumford was a, you know, nearly as big as like a Cincerello when he was coming up. I think Carson Mumford, if he keeps on go, like he, I don't think he's doing too bad this year, but I reckon if he keeps on going the way he's going, motocross, when it comes to motocross, I reckon he'll be doing real well. Like he was getting top six, seven, eights in in motocross. Like that's that's pretty good. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like so, I reckon if he keeps. So I feel like he's a more of a motocross rider than Supercross. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just a shame that, but at the same time they got a chance and they didn't execute it. You know, didn't yeah run off into the sunset with it, brother. They just things didn't happen. But it's just a shame when you see things like that because it's real rare to see riders make a comeback after that. But in saying that, look at Malcolm, won a two fifty East. Yeah, but... Championship, going to 450s, no ride for him. Yeah, but that's like a fucking one in 10 million. Yeah, situation. but you know what I mean? It's but kind of the same situation, he won, though. But he won a championship. Like, these kids have only just turned pro. Yeah, but how, look how long it's taken... Like, I've been a massive Malcolm Shield fan. Look how long it's taken him to actually get to a chance where he's actually going for the championship. Like, this has oh, to... Oh, in the 450s, yeah. yeah that's what I mean. Yeah, so 450... Well, because he won his 250 championship and then... Pretty much had nothing to go to, and he's been pretty much passed around. Yeah, that's what I mean. If you if you just get shuffled through that team system and don't go to the top real quick and stay there, you can just get lost in the system. And like that's what a lot of these kids are doing. Like it's good to see teams like that Club MX. You know, they they seem to be signing riders who are just killing it. Like you got like yeah, um, Nicoletti's and your Jace Owens and your Enzo Lopez, like. Or Enzo Lopes, he got six overall back. Yeah, he was he was actually doing really well in yeah. um, the triple crown. He yeah, was up he, there he, off the he starts. Had, he had no back break in the first matter. Yeah, and still comes eleventh because yeah. they they pulled his bike off and wasn't to get it fixed in time. So and they like, said, yeah, oh, you're, "You're going out. You're either mate. going or you don't race." Like imagine trying to race fucking supercross with no back break. Well, I couldn't imagine it because I'm dog shit and never yeah. raced supercross, but. Couldn't even imagine riding a bike without a back brake. Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, I reckon that whole, like you said, Club MX team's doing fairly well. It's just good. It's just giving riders an opportunity to, you know, still get good results if you're not on them two or three good teams, you know. But there's a lot more known names in this coast than the other coast. Oh, like, yeah, freaking oaf, bro. Like, you got veterans like, you know, yeah. Kyle Peters and your Nicoletti's yeah. and Jace Owen's been around like a fair bit. These are all um, you go up, yeah. have been across champs. You go up to 13th, Derek Drake, and then you go further down, RJ Hampshire, Jared Fry, Cody Shock, Levi Kitchen. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. This side's like packed, bro. Like, like Jordan Smith, Oldenburg, like they're all former or are factory riders. That's what makes Jet Lawrence's ride way more... Impressive in his first one, going from pretty much last to fourth. Yeah, and he nearly got third. Yeah, like it was that close to passing Hampshire for third. Yeah, well, as I said, he he he's doing exactly the same as what Christian Craig's doing, except he's crashing a heap more. But like his speed is ridiculous compared to everyone else's. Yeah, but the other coast doesn't have that many fast riders. Like, nah. But when we say fast riders, like 
there's still only yep. there's still only like three, maybe four, or say yeah, say there is. There's four riders who can actually win a race. Yeah, but in saying that, if each of those top fifteen hold you up a second, yeah, you would never be catching up to that top four. Nah, you know what I mean. But he caught up and almost passed past RJ Hampshire. Like RJ Hampshire is no slouch. He's quick. Yeah, I know, but. It's the same as on the other case. There's only like three guys who could win the race. Like Maisman, Hunter Lawrence, and Craig. Same yeah. on here. Like there's probably four on this side. You got Markadoo, Martin, Jet, and Austin Faulkner. You yeah. Know? Like who else is going to win there? Not. I, I wouldn't know anyone else who's going to win them. Like unless you know, those those ones got taken out. Unless you get like a Styles Robinson who he seems to get really really good starts. Yeah, but even with that, he whole shot two of them and was leading, and he only went eight eight twelve. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like yeah. as, as good as this field looks, there's still only the same amount of riders who can win as there is on the other side. Did you like that track, though? Yeah, it, it didn't look that hard, but fuck, man, there was so many crashes. Okay, you 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 race professionally. What is the big deal between a left-hander first corner and a right-hander? Why is it such well, a big deal? Got, when you got 20, 22 bikes... All coming into a turn flat out. You've got no back brake when you turn right. Okay, so that's the... Because your inside foot's off. So yep. you've got more chance of crashes happening. And you've got to control the way you're turning, like how Jet does with the throttle. That's how you get it to go where you want because you don't have... Like obviously, you still get your front brake, but yep. um, it's hard to control the bike just with the front. Yep. Um, so you got to steer it a bit with the with the gas, and you know that's what Jet was doing, and he sl- unfortunately slid out. Yeah, but yeah, that's what they're saying about a right hand turn. Have you done a right hand turn off the start before? Yeah, there's a few, but um, I don't know. We're not. A, I've never been at this level, and no one I know has been at this level. So it's a right a right hand turn doesn't fucking matter to me. <laughs> I just keep my foot on the back brake, but I don't put my foot down. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I'm no good on a bike, so I wouldn't have a clue. That's why I was like, what's like they're carrying on like they've put ice on a right hand turn or oh, something. It's, it's just so much there. more risky because yeah, you don't have that security of your back brake there. Yeah. Like if someone fucks up, you got to quickly put your foot up to put the back brake on, and then by then you could already be crashed into someone. But you've seen on some of these left hand turns, these guys where. Argument, say someone in the middle or say middle left on the inside, so middle inside, has cut all the people off on the inside. The guy's that hard on the front brake that the back wheel is actually off of the ground. Like, yeah. We can go in a lot harder, obviously, to a left-hand turn because you've got both brakes. Yep. You can use the whole way through the turn if you want. So you can come in there fl- flat out yep. and you, you can use them brakes the whole way around the turn really to slay up. When you turn and right, you've pretty much got to do your braking before the turn. Yeah. And then either have a good roll speed or risk it and get on the gas. Yeah. But um no. Nah. We should got a bit of land here. I reckon we should do a left and right hand turn start and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Even goes to Andy's and see see what the go is because yeah. they make a massive deal about it. It's like Oh, it's just it's just different and, you know, some people are better at turning right than others and that's all it is. It's, it's just, I think it's just something to talk about on the 
broadcast, bro. I don't think there's too much to it. Do you miss Adam Blair in the da- Daniel yeah, Blair? Sorry, not Adam Blair. Daniel it, Blair. Yeah, the, I don't know why they um because they didn't have a pro on the doing the track side report because normally they had Cincerello or yeah, no, but I, yeah, I really like Blair in the commentary booth with um Carmichael. Yeah, so do know, I. It's, it's two races and. Blair's been there for years, I reckon he's paid his dues, he should be in there and um but fuck you gotta do whatever they tell you to, bro. Yeah, no, like I, I like Daniel Blair, so I reckon he's good in there. Um old mate wasn't too bad, but Yeah, well Todd Harris, he's um like he was commentating back in the two thousands on the Supercross. So he knows what he's doing, but I, I just don't get why they keep changing it. Shuffling all these like between Todd Harris Blair and Diffie. I don't know why they keep shuffling. Well, like obviously they got other commitments. Like I think um, Diffie does IndyCar, yeah, as well as Supercross. And I'm sure IndyCar gets way more money, way more money, way bigger audience. So yeah, he's only doing what he gets told to do. I reckon they should just keep it, Carmichael and um, Blair in the commentary. Yeah, and. Find someone else to be trackside. Like, uh, well, it's good. It's like all the other sports try and do that. Like, they get either ex or still current, say, fighters or players or yep. riders to, you know, if you watch the UFC, a lot of the um, colour commentators are ex fighters or even current fighters that aren't fighting that weekend. Same as like NBA or um, football or stuff like that. They're players who are still active or ex players. Who would you rather go, um, Osborne or Cinderella? Who do you reckon did a better job? Um, oh, either, either. It doesn't really worry me, but it gives them like more career options, you know. Like especially yeah. someone like um, Osborne, like he kind of caught it early, like his career earlier than he really wanted to. Yeah. So it gives them a chance to still be involved in the sport, get to go to the races pretty much every weekend, and you're getting paid, bro. Like it gives you a career after after you finish up racing. I reckon Cinturello did yeah. a really good job. Yeah, I thought they'd both done good for people who have never done it before. It's Osborne's more like me. I think he was just too nervous yeah. and wasn't confident in what he's saying, where Cinturello was really confident in what he was saying and yeah. made good for like the trackside commentary. And like I, I agree with you. I reckon it should be ex-racers doing yeah. trackside. Oh, and it's just good for the sport, you know. Like, you know, if... You know, something happens, whether you get injured real bad or you've got second thoughts about if you want to do the season, if you've got another job opportunity there, you know, you might save yourself getting hurt if you think, fuck, I don't really want to do this year, but I need to get paid, so I, sh- I should race. And then if you've got an opportunity to, you know, get paid to be a broadcaster or a commentator, like, as if you wouldn't take it. It's since we're always out for the rest of the year, isn't he? Um. Yeah. Rest of the Supercross. Was oh, it? He might do motocross, or he? I think he's. Yeah. Yeah. Because if he's not, I reckon he should just do AMA. If you're listening, which you're probably not, but get him to just do all the track side for the Supercross. Yeah. Well, it could be. You know, um, conflicts of schedules too. Like, who knows? Cinderella might have other shit going on. Osborne <laughs> like, might have a shit going on. What does Cinderella? He's hurt. He can't. Ride or do anything. Maybe he's got dog disappointments. Who knows, right? All right, you want to get into the, the 450s? Yeah, get into the 450s, eh? 
My man, Tomac winning. Yeah, get the results up. Yeah, Tomac. Um, I actually don't know how Tomac. They said he's got five. I think this is six triple crown overall wins. When, if you think to Tomac's whole career, he's a shit starter. Yeah. So you think his triple crown results would be would be pretty average? Woeful. But, but then back old Tomac though used to cut through the pack. Yeah, so I know that, matter. but. They're still only short motos and shit starts. Anyone can win, but fuck this. He must just really like these motos or something because, like, he obviously didn't win a race this weekend. He probably could have won the last one, but he knew he didn't have to. And you could see once he was behind Anderson and he was the same speed. as Once he let Anderson pass, he was the same speed as him. But, you know, he wasn't going to risk putting them both down or risk Anderson coming in and taking him out. To, that's what I think. Overall. Yeah, that's what I think he was more worried about is Anderson taking him out. But this is a this is a sick year. Like both them lads, you know, you hear it all the time, but they grew up racing against each other and um, you know, they both had ups and downs and especially both of them at new teams, they're um yeah, this is a season for the ages, bro, I reckon like because Anderson's like everyone's kind of favourite rider. Tomac's a lot of people's favourites and he's always had the outright speed. But I reckon Anderson's been easily the fastest this year. So it just makes for good race. And then every second week or so, like they chuck in someone who's fast. Like you got your Sextons or your, um, you know, whoever else who's up there, like Stewart or someone's in the mix. So I think you'll find Webb in the next couple of coming weeks, you'll find he'll be winning. Yeah, well, he was. Um, like, super surprising this week with his, especially his whoop speed, because he's a pretty average whoop rider at yeah. best of times. And these whoops weren't, like, massive or super long, but he just seemed to be faster than everyone else for him. And he always does kind of click in the gear around this time of yeah, year. Yeah, just before Daytona. Yeah, but he's, you know, a fair bit behind the eight ball to start off. And his results have been average, and he hasn't really challenged for... Too many wins so far, so it was good to see him get a win, and he rode awesome. And even in the other two where he got um, fourths, he was um, you know, sniffing at the back of the top dudes. Well, he almost got third. He almost passed Malcolm in the last race. He yeah. was super good. If he passed Malcolm and Tomac kept the lead, Anderson would have got third overall instead of second. Like so, that's how easily it could change. Yeah, well, the, these if, triple crowns. If like, Anderson just either took his time to get past Mookie or um, just even settled for second, he would have won the overall easy. Because 2-1-1. Yeah. He would have killed it. You see um, Marvin get stuck in Roxon's bike? Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. It's a bit of an awkward kind of out of the blue crash, that one. But, fuck, Roxon's sucking this year, man. Like, you could see it over the last few years, he's... Really lost his, I don't know what drive. you call it, like drive and aggression. Like he's, you know, being too nice to everyone. And as Mossy said the other week when we had him money, when he crashed the other day or the other round, and you know sat there for fucking two minutes, Trying dusting to get the his sand out of his goggles, yeah, and dusting stuff, yeah. his face off and chilling out. Like you looked at Malcolm when he um when Anderson took him down, yeah. He fucking got back up, like pushed Anderson out of the <laughs> yeah. way to get back up. And Do you reckon he pushed Anderson to get his bike back up or pushed Anderson and was bit of like, bit of fuck both, you, yeah, bit take of me both. down? <laughs> a bit of both, but like Roxon, like 
scroll down. Like he went terrible, man. And he has been going terrible. Like he got thirteenth, bro. Yeah, sixteen, nine, sixteen. Like as good as we all think Roxon is, he's never even won a Supercross title. But in saying that, Tomac only won his Supercross title two years. I ago. know that, but Tomac's got fucking like forty wins, bro. Yeah, but like I looking like a dickhead again. I before. Um, Tomac signed for Star. I thought, I believe Tomac was in the same position in, as Roxon. I thought he was done after when I, when I called after he wins his title. Nah, because he was still fast, and like Roxon is still fast, and Roxon won the first round, bro. So we all thought, yeah, yeah it's normal Roxon, but he has no racecraft at the moment. He has no urgency to get a good result. I did say at the start of the year that I thought this might be his last or second last year, but it'll definitely be his last year, at least of that team. Yeah, because his contract's up this year, isn't it? Yeah, and there's so many people coming up, plus just other people off contract already within the class, bro. Like, Do you still think he's having health issues, though? No, I, I don't know. You can't, you know how he's you can't always keep, had these health it's, issues? It's not health issues when you're letting people pass. Yeah, but in saying that, I reckon I remember last last year when you, you were saying you had had health issues or whatever, and he crashed in the the first moto of an outdoor and the second moto he came back and won. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, I know, but that's that's the thing. Like he's obviously still ridiculously fast and one of the most skilled riders out there, but his desire to win, bro, has gone. Yeah. It's it's gone. This one's a chill in Germany. Yeah. He he just I don't know whether it's, you know Burnout. years of injury, burnout, getting the same results. Every year, that he's just kind of you know. Do you think he just had the motivation after he broke both his arms to come back and win one race, and now his determination's gone? Like he's like, I won. Oh, he would have wanted to win the championship, but yeah. you know, winning championships is hard. Like Tomax won something like thirty-seven races or something. And yeah, he's only got one championship. Like if you, like Reedy and Carmichael have got like nearly the same amount of wins, but they've got like fucking four times the titles, bro. Like. Yeah, it's a hard era to have grown up in for all these riders. So, like, I do feel for him. Like, if Roxon was doing this, you know, six years ago, he'd probably have three titles. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I did you see when Mookie after the race when Anderson took him down? Yeah. Did you see what Mookie was doing? But he, the he thing is, like, yeah, it was. It's always stupid when both riders go down. Like whenever both riders go down, it's not a good a good pass. But Anderson was clearly faster than him, so I don't like. I don't have a problem with it. But you could hear the crowd blowing up when Mookie was winning. Know it? Like the roar was so loud. Yeah. So everyone wanted Mookie to win, but you know it didn't happen. Well, like we said in round one, when Marvin took him out and. He wasn't saying anything, and then when people were around, he started chirping up. Yeah. Like, seeing Mookie doing that, I'm like, he actually is a massive dude. Like, you would not want to walk in the pits by yourself if you're doing something bad to Mookie because he could easily clean you up. Yeah, fully bad. And he wants it this year. Like, he believes that he should be getting race wins, and his speed on nights is there, but... Not for the whole as like I'm the biggest Malcolm Stewart fan there is and I wish he wins every week, but the fact of the matter is, bro, his speed's not there for the whole 
yep. whole time there. Moto. But and if it is, he's got a shit start and he's yeah. not in position for it to matter. Yeah. I think he like I'll I'll love Malcolm. And I think this is his best year, and it's sick that he's got a two-year deal because it'd be cool if he can keep injury-free and this momentum going for next year. Like I'd love to see what he's going to do next year, but but he's going good. Like he pretty much hasn't finished outside the top five this year. I think he's third in the championships. Like, yeah, he's he's freaking killing it, bro. Did you see his kit? Do you like it? The gold helmet and all that stuff. Yeah, I oh. thought the gold helmet meant he was going to get gold and win. That's what I thought when he was winning <laughs> that first first race. I reckon his his kit. He has to be probably have the best kit all the time. Yeah, um, yeah, he looks sick on that bike, and he yeah, he always looks pretty lit. Yeah, um, Barsha had some pretty bad luck. I thought he, I thought he was no no win at the first one. He almost, he almost got there. Yeah, same thing. Barsha's kind of doing the same thing he does every year, you know, like starting the season good and having some shit results, and then having some good results, but. Yeah, in this 450 class, bro, he just can't seem to put a whole year together. No. And Sexton did pretty good. He got a bit unlucky when he crashed into Malcolm when Malcolm took the inside there after the finish line jump. Yeah, he um, he bounced back real good from last week. Like, that, yeah. was, that was a pretty freaking weird crash, you know? Like, if... He's Jetson of the 450, really. Yeah, like, if you, if you watch Sexton, he's hands down the probably the best rider in the 450 class like yep. technique wise and speed wise when he's on but he just has the most weirdest awkwardest <laughs> hecticest <laughs> crashes man like maybe because his technique and everything is so good that when he does crash it's because he's pushed like his technique and the bike to the limit and then it once it lets go it's on the edge that hard that it just freaking flings him. Yeah, well, last week, like, you showed, you sent me a photo of his front tire. Yeah, he just tarcoed it. Bro. Like, that is I've the craziest thing in the world. I've never seen that, never seen that in world. my life, yeah. <laughs> he probably had... He never rode for PC, did he? No, no. Just, he's been with Honda. <laughs> like, we, a lot of us said when he um moved to the 450s so early, we're like, was he doing that? But, you know, if you get a chance to... Take, get a uh, and I think it was a two-year... Deal. deal straight up but you can obviously say it's the right move he's already won races he's only 20 years old bro he's only yeah he's young ass, he's only like, like two three years older than jet like we're all raving about jet getting wins at 18 he's only like 20 or 21 yeah. and he's already getting wins in that 450. 450 class but um who you you want to you don't want the 450s hey you don't want the 450s yeah scroll down who else is um Brayton had a pretty good night. Yeah. He got eighth. Fernandez was doing well. He he put he puts it down quite often too at the yeah, moment. Yeah, he um same thing, bro. Shit starts and just doesn't put himself in the position to win. But if he got hole shots, he would probably win after races, but he yeah. just doesn't get them. Yeah. You know, Freezy Freezy was there being a pest as usual, but um, you can tell the difference between the 250 and the 450 class because... Everyone's done with Freeze, like just slams him. Oh, not that. He's probably been a bit nicer because he knows he's not in the championship. Yeah. But the difference is in how far he drops back, like in the 250s. Yep. That's what I said in the first couple of episodes we've done is I'm excited to see how Freezy goes in the 250s because if he gets a whole shot, like the worst he, that he's going to fall to is... Fourth. Probably fifth or something, <laughs> you know, where 
in these, he was getting hole shots and he's fallen back to 11 and 12, you know. Yeah. But he still still managed to beat Roxon though. Yeah. And your, your fan favourite, Bogle, 19th. Yeah, he's, he's terrible, but <laughs> it is what it is. He needs to retire. Oh, like, he's making numbers and he's still fast and having fun, so he can ride as long as he wants, but... Yeah, but you're 15th, 22nd and 18th. It's just funny how things go. Like, same thing, he was on JGR on Azuki. Yeah. And he won a couple of AMA motocrosses, bro, not that long ago. And now yeah. he's, like, barely qualifying for mains. I still, like, I still can't believe that they don't have an electric start. Did you see him trying to kickstart that thing and everyone just passing him? No, nah, I didn't see it. <laughs> he's on the side of the track trying to kickstart it and everyone's just going round and round. <laughs> he's taking forever to try and kickstart it. But, like, he's still trying. He's still putting in during the week, so... You know, he can ride as long as he wants to. He's still making mains every week, so there's nothing wrong with what he's doing. But he um, yeah, isn't, he's just not the rider that everyone thought he was going to be, you know. He's, probably, he's like your brother, I just thought about it. He's got the same husky voice and everything. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> bit of a ladies' man. Heaps better rider. <laughs> but Marv, Marv's the same, like. 11th, 11th, 22nd. Yeah, but same thing. This is his last year. He's, you know, doing the best he can. And he's, Marv's still at good speed, but that's the thing. He's, he's starting up there. I think he must have had an issue with his bike because he started up there yeah. and just fell straight down in the first motor. I think he thought he had a flat tyre, like you said, how the track was so slippery because he looked down at oh. his tyre and then looked at his mechanic and then kind of rolled around thinking he had a flat tyre, and then he's like, oh, I'll just keep going. Then he realised it was just the track. Yeah. But did you see um, the corner before the mechanics, Braden and Martin both launching up on top of the right in front of them because they took outside and the right in front of them took inside and because it was so, like, sliding into the corner and not having the momentum that, like, hits in the corner and bouncing back, they're losing so much speed and the rider behind them doesn't realise that they've lost that much speed and just mouncing the back of yeah, their well, bike. Yeah, who was it? It was Fran just ran in the back of Brayton and then in the 250s it was Martin ran into the back of someone as well. I think it was Lopez? Yeah, maybe. But yeah. But, yeah, yeah, pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, being at that well, level they're, they're being like, at that level and seeing C-graders pretty much do that. Yeah, they're, like, <laughs> slingshotting from that. From the outside, thinking they're going to slingshot past them. But then the riders, you know, do a bit of an S-bend as they come out of the turn and <laughs> just fucking take them out. But you're behind, you're supposed to freaking watch what the rider in front's doing. Yeah, but I guess they're not predicting them to be going that slow for them to get that, like, hitting that hard that they're crashing down. Yeah. But Martin cracked it. He was not happy with that. Did you see him get up and... Yeah, but it's his, his fault. <laughs> I know, but it, yeah, it's, I still, know. it's still funny seeing him crack it. Yeah. All right, what are your predictions for Daytona? Oh, Daytona. You can't go past Tomar. Um, motocross, motocrossy kind of track. Um, also, I reckon Malcolm will do pretty good because it's a soft Florida spec kind of track. Yeah. Or it's in Florida, so... Um, and then, you know, you might even get someone like Ferrandis. Yeah, that's what I was going for. The track for. gets a bit rough. Um, more motocrossy. Ferrandis is the um, defending motocross champion. 
So yeah, I reckon any of them probably Tomac. So, so, so top three, top three who you reckon you can win? Yeah, Tomac, Stewart, Ferrandis, but fuck the way Anderson's been riding, you can't get can't get him out. So what top three are you going? Tomac, yeah, <laughs> no, nah, what I said, Tomac, Stewart, and Ferrandis. Yeah, two fifty. Um, Martin, Jet, um, Hampshire. Ooh, I was gonna go Hampshire too. That, that's my two fifty. Yeah, Martin Jet Hampshire. I'm I'm gonna go for Tomac because I, I want him to win another championship. So I'm gonna go Tomac, but I'm gonna go Anderson and Webb. They're normally pretty good yeah. when it comes to Daytona. Like Webb's impressing me more and more, and Anderson, you know, wants this championship. So I reckon he's gonna have a yeah, there's a lot of riders in the 450 class who could win Daytona. You just don't know whoever whoever gets the um whole shot. You know, like fuck, Brayton's won Daytona before. Yeah, true. So like, but you in know, someone, that, someone like that was say Sexton, bro, could get a whole shot. In oh, I don't put past Sexton either, but yeah. like you said, he's been having the weirdest crashes lately. So it wouldn't surprise me if he does tuck the front or do something silly. Yeah, well, I seen they were building the track. Like last week for yeah. Daytona, so it should be um, nice and settled in by the time they get there. Yeah, well, hopefully they just don't have as much rain as we've had here in Queensland. Yeah. Over there. I hate when Daytona's a matter. Oh, it's just such a shame, man, because it's one of the best races to watch. Like it's usually super fast, super rough, technical too. Like some section, like you remember, was it last year with McAdoo eating it like three times over? Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. Daytona's always sick, so. I am looking forward to it. Yeah, all right. I reckon this is probably like they said. This has is pretty much the best race of the year. Well, and this is where um, you sort out who's actually going for the championship too. You know, yeah. like it's probably halfway. Yeah. Um, you know, the true contenders show themselves, and um, if you make it past this within the top three, you know, you're in a shot. Top three or four, you're in the shot to go for the championship. Do you want to cover quickly? I'm at a heap of notes, but do you want to cover quickly what Elon Musk did for Ukraine? No, what did he do? So you know how obviously Ukraine and Russia are yeah. at war, like not a political podcast, but I thought this is pretty cool. So the Ukraine, so Elon Musk, if everyone knows who he is, you know, does the Tesla cars and all that stuff, worth $222.4 billion. Yeah. The president of Ukraine messages or tweets and says, hey, Russia's taking out our internet and communications. Can you send some of this, um, what's it called, the Starlink stations over? So Starlink is pretty much, he's got 2,000 satellites in low orbit around the Earth that delivers high-speed internet. And he tweets back, Starlink services are now active in Ukraine, more terminals en route. So pretty much he's just diverted the satellites to give Ukraine like super fast internet so they can make like so they're not they've got super fast internet they can make uh, satellite phone calls like so that they don't they don't need any of the conventional yeah. cables and stuff. Yeah. And I, when I found that out I was like he has to be the modern day Iron Man. Yeah, well he done a thing for I think it was Either Puerto Rico or Haiti or something. He done something a couple of years ago. 
where he gave them, they had obviously no power because they had a tsunami or a hurricane or something through there. Yeah. And, you know, fucked everything up. And he gave them, he's, he's got like battery powered. Yeah. Power or some shit. Yeah, he? so he's got the big battery packs that you can buy for your house if you want. Yeah, he gave the whole country them for free. Yeah. To, to, to give them power and like nothing was said about it at all. No, nah, but this is, I think it's the coolest, like this is when he first came onto my radar. So I think it's, was it South Australia that were having those rolling blackouts because their energy grid was overloaded? Yeah, I think so, yeah. And the Premier of Adelaide actually got in touch with Tesla and Elon Musk made a bet and said, I could fix this in a certain amount of time. I think it was short too. I think it was like within a couple of months. And if I do, you pay for like what I tell you to pay. Mm. But if I don't, I'll do it for free and give you a million dollars. Yeah. And he's sorted everything out with like a heap of time to spare too. Yeah. And he just like, he has to be the modern day Alan Man, man. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So... I thought that was probably probably one of the coolest things I've seen in a long time. I mean, like, someone's making a phone call and go, hey, we've got no internet. He's like, yeah, no worries. I'll just send some of my satellites over there and give yeah. you faster internet than Australia has normally. And yeah. it's, got, it's got 2,000 satellites up there. Yeah, it's pretty sick. But that's not even the most impressive thing. When I was doing research, he wants to put 12,000 satellites up there. Yeah. Well, a lot of them got fucking destroyed the other day in, like, some media show. <laughs> <laughs> he, did. He, he lost like I think he lost 140 or something over day. Oh, he still got what's that? 140 minus 2,000 of yeah. them. How many satellites do you reckon are up there? Don't know. Like there would have to be a few if he's got 2,000 up there. Well, back in the day, there was no agreements or licensing to put ones up there, and people were like weaponizing them without <laughs> knowing. Yeah, like to put a satellite up, it's got to be checked, and yeah, you got to fucking probably pay for the rights to have it. Can't be that expensive if he's got 2,000 up there. Oh, it'd be expensive, but you probably could put as many as you want up there, but you, to get the contracts, pretty expensive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's us for today. We'll see you guys on the weekend when we have Andy from Rice coming. Sweet. We've got some other things coming up. Um, obviously, we're still doing the OnlyFans podcast. Just got to get these chicks um, sorted with a date. And we've got some shirts and shit coming that will be on our socials soon. So, um, yeah, check that out. Um, and Jeff from GKH Electrical is doing a competition for the next super, um, next Triple Crown um, where you pretty much have to guess pretty much who wins all three, oh, the overall, because it's almost impossible to guess them and there'll be a prize, prize for that. So we've got that coming up and we'll get, do all the details and everything when it comes close because I think it's still five Five weeks away from the next Triple Crown. Yeah, sweet. So we'll have that coming up too. So thanks for listening. Sweet. See you later. Just a regular, everyday, normal motherfucker. I told you in the first song, I'll tell you.